Cornwall, June 2012, three days later. It was no ordinary cemetery. There were no white granite headstones sparkling in the diffused light, no ancient cracked tombs, no parish church, just a deep green woodland tumbling down the steep side of a hill to a stream. First, she had you cremated, and then she buried your ashes next to a tree down by the stream. He looked at me, an apple tree. My favorite. Blossom in the spring, apples in the autumn. I couldn't keep the shakiness from my voice. Three days ago, I had been dead. Three days ago, I had drowned in the swollen waves of the harbor during a storm. Three days ago, Travis, my aunt's boyfriend, had pushed my head under the water and held me down until my lungs burned and I opened my mouth to let the water in. But now I was alive. Are you sure you want to do this? Ryan asked. I nodded. We made our way down the hillside, stepping over gnarled and twisted roots, past hawthorn and beech trees, plums and cherries, to an ancient apple tree whose knotted, weather-beaten branches reached across a small stream. I ran my fingertips down the rough bark of its trunk. So, this is where I was laid to rest. Yes. She buried your ashes next to this tree. I saw it in your file. A nearby stream gurgled, and the air was sharp with the scent of English apples. As final resting places went, this had to be one of the best. Miranda knew me well. I wouldn't want to be buried in the ground, trapped under the weight of a granite tombstone. But my ashes nourishing the earth was a cool way to end up. I should be dead, I said. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was living on borrowed time, that eventually fate would catch up with me and it would all be over. Ryan reached for my hand, twining my fingers through his. No, you shouldn't. That should never have happened. And now, it didn't. We left the darkness of the trees behind and followed the stream until it emerged into the sunshine. We were less than a mile from the sea. I could smell the salt on the air. I just worry about the future, I said. What do you mean? You coming back and changing time works out great for me. I get a second chance. But what if you coming back to save my life sends ripples of change through time? What if we bring death and destruction to the future? What if the price of saving one life is too great? Ryan smiled. You're talking about the butterfly effect. When a butterfly flaps its wings in the Amazon, it helps to create a hurricane on the other side of the world. Small actions lead to great consequences. I nodded. It's a beautiful theory. I studied it in pre-college science and philosophy class. Completely wrong, though. What do you mean? It's just not helpful when applied to time travel.